0: Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Allison Konamak and Mike and Tammy Mitzel on to talk about boundaries, which sounds kind of boring or kind of weird for Catholic Views, but it is Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month, so we wanted to bring them on to talk about um, why boundaries are important, what they have to do with faith, and how we need to take care of our children and and vulnerable adults. So uh, stick around for that interview. It's really, really interesting. I promise.
1: <laughs> Way to sell it.
0: <laughs> I know. It really is. I, I It was fascinating, and we could have talked for a lot longer than we
1: did. So. It was one of the longer ones, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. B is here. Dr. Yes, Chris ma'am. Bergwald for some Biblical Bites with Dr. B.
1: So we're coming down to it. Renee, uh, do you remember which Sunday it is by chance?
0: Uh, this would be the fifth Sunday well, of Lent. Done. Not ordinary time.
1: Not. <laughs> Um and today is the beginning of ooh, this 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 would be bonus points, folks. Church in April. Get this.
2: To
0: yeah. okay. <laughs> that was as <laughs> good first of an answer as any. <laughs> it's the first Sunday of
1: April. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah, Right. Passion tide. Oh so okay. next Sunday is Palm, Palm Sunday. So um and I don't know the history of this, um, uh, but I just know it's a thing. Uh because many parishes, including mine, um starting today. The statues and oh, the paintings sure. are covered with usually purple cloth, sure. uh, the Lenten color, um, until the Easter Vigil. So that starts on Sunday. So that starts. Okay. Yeah, today the fifth. Today, Sunday. if you're listening, yeah, if you're <laughs> yeah. listening on Sunday. Yeah. Well, Did you say the fifth? Oh, yeah, the fifth Sunday. Yeah. Yes, the, yes, the fifth Sunday. That's what it is, Bill. Renee, I, I was confused with the third of April. Yes, Sorry, yes. <laughs> I'll be quiet. <laughs> So uh, the, the first reading from Mass today, so you might recall that the the first reading at Mass during Lent sort of walks us through the Sunday readings, walk us through the um, salvation history. Right. So starting with the beginning and just some key points. So we're hearing today from um, the book of the prophet Isaiah chapter 43, the 16th through 21st verse, if some would say. So just kind of quickly here. Thus says the Lord who opens a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lie prostrate together, oh, sorry, uh, to, till they lie prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out and quenched like a wick. Okay, so pause there. What is Isaiah, what, what's the Lord speaking through Isaiah about there, do you think, Renee? This is who opens a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters.
0: Um, Salvation of uh, he's talking about Jesus's nope, was, no that, no before no, that
1: yeah chariots horsemen the parting of the Red Sea sure okay yeah so hey,
0: I was apparently not listening very well. <laughs> thanks Bill for rescuing so me so so Isaiah <laughs> Isaiah
1: who's writing wait well, eighth century or even later BC he's talking about the Exodus which happened probably seven some seven hundred ish years before oh, okay. that. Because the Exodus is a defining time in the history of Israel. This is when God saved them from slavery. So this is where God, in a very clear way, manifested his power and drew them out. And so the Israelites are always looking back to Mm -hmm. the Exodus, right? The next line, remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago, consider not. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? In the desert, I make a way in the wasteland rivers, wild beasts honor me. And it goes on from there just a little bit longer, but just because of time, you want to up there. So the Lord through Isaiah says, remember not the events of the past, which is very weird.
0: Yeah, because we pretty much do that all the time.
1: Well, well because, because always <laughs> in the Old Testament, well, throughout the Bible, remember the marvelous works of the Lord. Remember mm-hmm. what the Lord mm-hmm. has done. But, and, and so it's, it starts by looking back to this defining time for the Israelites. But now God, through the prophet Isaiah is saying, don't, don't look to the past because I'm going to do something new. So he's not saying because they will right. continue to look right. to the best, mm-hmm. but it's don't just live in the past. Look to what I'm doing now. I'm doing something new. And he was doing something new at the time of Isaiah, but this is going back to what your earlier guess was anticipating what would come with Jesus. Um, In the desert, I make a way, in the wasteland rivers. Reminded me of John the Baptist.
0: Yep, me too. And then, of course, Mm -hmm.
1: the coming of Jesus. So the Lord is always doing new things in
0: Jesus. Thank goodness, because we definitely need it. Amen. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. Joining me in the studio and on Zoom today, we have several guests. So we have Allison Connemac, who is the Safe Environment Director. Mm -hmm. Do I say it? Is that right? I don't mm-hmm. know. I, as soon as I said your name, I was like, I did not recheck her title to make sure. I, I think coordinator right. is technically. Coordinator. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So she's the safe environment coordinator for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. And on Zoom, we have with us Mike and Tammy Mitzel, way up in Aberdeen. Thanks for joining us, you guys. So yeah. we're, we're going to talk about boundaries mm-hmm. today. And that sounds very general. <laughs> But we're going to talk about boundaries in the context of um, good and bad boundaries. How, why do we have boundaries, um, different things. So this is going to be great. I promise. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to start with a little bit with Allison. If you'll just tell us a little bit about yourself and I'll have Mike and Tammy tell us a little bit about themselves too and why we might have them here to talk about this.
2: Wonderful. Well, I'm Allison Connemac. I, I grew up in a very big family, eight kids in my family on the West Coast, but I have family out here in the Midwest, and so I've made my home here, and I love serving um, the Ministry of the Safe Environment Office in our diocese. I've served in different ministry roles, um, almost every ministry role in parish life, and so, um, yeah, I just really appreciate you. Um, yeah. I, I appreciate the work that I have here. Yeah. Um, and I love, I love working and living in this diocese. Yeah.
0: Allison has a great passion for the safe, the safe environment. Absolutely. Stuff. Um, she's a, like the perfect person for this kind of work. Oh, awesome. like.
2: <laughs> thank you. <laughs>
0: um, okay. So Mike and Tammy, will you tell us a little bit about yourselves please?
3: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Mike and Tammy Mitzel. uh, we've lived in Aberdeen for most of our life. Mm-hmm. Uh, been a little bit of here and there, um, background for me, um, where this is kind of near and dear to me is I, I spent a lot of years as a counselor uh, working in um, treatment centers, working with youth and families. Um, so this is, this is near and dear to me. And we also have a large family. We had eight children. Wow. Uh, a chunk Woo-hoo. of those are still in the home. Some are married <laughs> and have, uh, we have grandkids too. So wow. uh, important topic for me anyway. This Beautiful. is why you're
0: so busy. Kids and that grandkids. Kids. It, yes. still. At- <laughs> Tammy, how about you?
4: Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, I I was a teacher in a classroom for three years, and then um, worked in the government. Um, then did daycare, and just been raising kids and homeschooling. And mm-hmm. my youngest is seven and very affectionate, and so yeah, <laughs> spent a little more time with him on boundaries because
0: of that. So that's very true. Yeah, um, what's your how old is your oldest? Twenty six. Oh wow. Okay. So. You've actually got them pretty spread out for eight. Is that good, do you think? Or is that do you wish you'd had them a little closer together?
4: Well, a lot of them were close. Okay. And uh, when we got married, Mike wanted to have them close. And I, I see that as a great advantage because they have built-in playmates. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. mm-hmm.
0: They can keep Not each other busy. Around.
3: Yeah. yeah the earlier ones were every couple of years. The, and then, you know, yeah. the last half of them were a little bit more spread out. Sure. But.
0: Sure. But then you also yeah. had some, some little bit older kids to help take care of them and yep. chip in, mm-hmm. which is nice. Yep, built-in babysitters. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to start with Allison. So the reason we wanted to talk about this today is because April is child abuse prevention month. Can you talk about why we set aside a t- some time to uh,
2: pre- pay attention to this? Absolutely. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops really encourages the Safe Environment Offices and Dioceses throughout the U.S. to allow, um, to pay attention in April, to promote, to pray for healing of all forms of abuse, especially child abuse in this month. Mm -hmm. Um, Ronald Reagan in 1988 made a proclamation. Jimmy Carter made reference to it earlier. Setting aside April in the secular world as Child Abuse Prevention Month, Mm -hmm. but in In our Catholic diocese as well, we take it as a time to provide for healing masses. We pray novenas and rosaries Mm -hmm. together. We're praying for healing from abuse, but also just talking about these hard topics. I mean, in human life, to have that integration of our spiritual and human lives, to understand how God's created us to thrive, let's look at ways um, that—things that hold us back from that, living fully alive in Christ. Right, right. Okay, good. So for boundaries—
0: it seems it might seem kind of weird that we're talking about this stuff in on a catholic yeah. show cuz it's really very it doesn't seem like it's catholic but it really is so can you talk to us about
2: how what boundaries have to do with catholicism and our faith yeah the, i was looking into the catechism one of the, my favorite things to read is a catechism mm-hmm. like a total wonderful catholic geek right <laughs> but the the third kind of it has four different pillars or four different sections, and the life in Christ section talks a lot about our own integration and and what's the freedom and as in created as in God's image and likeness, excuse mm-hmm. me. How are we created in His image and likeness? and how are we as individuals as well as beings who have responsibility to community and need communion and community? So how am I to be um, live the free will that the Lord has created um, me to live and then give myself as a gift to others mm-hmm. versus someone who might hurt or harm? So um, diving into that section, it's beautiful to re- read that. God, this is in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, 1730. God created man as a rational being, conferring on him, I love this, the dignity of a person who can initiate and control his own actions. Mm. And and we can get into talking about charity and how, how our actions can love versus take or harm, but I loved that um, kind of the core boundaries is that we're created in God's image, and how do I live in the solitude of myself, or like Blaise Pascal says, to be quiet in my own room, mm-hmm. to know myself and my relationship and solitude with God, and then to know my need for others and to give myself and to receive love as well. Um, in that communal identity of God. So, talking about boundaries just says, okay, what does that look like when I say I'm made in God's image? Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it, it? It's boundaries is one of them, talking about how do we understand where I end and the next person begins. Right,
0: right. Okay. So, when you say boundaries, mm-hmm. what do you, what does that mean? I know there's some different types of boundaries that you're kind of referring to.
2: Yeah. Um, I, so, um, Sometimes I, I like to categorize them and and uh, Mike or Tam if you want to hop in I like to categorize there's exterior boundaries and interior boundaries um, that's that's something that I kind of conjured up I like to kind of organize things in my head mm-hmm. but an exterior boundary is someone can't hit me they're not allowed to break my skin or to um, you know push me out of the room or they can't use my they can't violate my physical um, integrity. And then interior boundaries, what do I feel responsible for? I'm responsible for myself and my behavior. I'm responsible for ways that I might harm others Mm -hmm. by my own words and intentions. Um, But I also need to understand the interior boundaries of where, what am I responsible for with in the life of others? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if you have a spouse or family that you live with, they're upset. Where am I responsible for contributing to the distress they're feeling Mm -hmm. and what's not my responsibility? Right. So that's an interior boundary of what am I owning and and what am I not? I'd love to know though what the missiles are thinking. Yeah. Of. Um, why are boundaries Catholic? Because I think yeah. I have my yeah. understanding and the way I've zipped it in. But like, how are they Catholic? And then what are what are boundaries? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I really like the way you mm-hmm. categorize those into two two chunks like that. I know, you know, I mean, looking at our family and our kids and the years of raising, you know, just I, just as I was processing the different types of boundaries that come up. That we've discussed. You know, you're you're running stuff from from physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, even time boundaries. Mm-hmm. Of course, sexual sexual boundaries exist uh, on on different levels, age appropriate, of course. How you're talking about those, um, intellectual boundaries, material. I mean, there's all sorts of things. I I, I like uh, your approach there because you can categorize those. You can dump those easily into those those two categories right. that you had there, Allison. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: and and I really think that you hit on a very great um, talking point with your children to talk about that interior emotional boundary. If something is distressing at school or at home or wherever they are, you know, for them to reflect honestly, what part am I responsible for and what part am I not responsible Mm -hmm. for? And I think that will really contribute to a lot of freedom as the child grows. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: And that's kind of one of those things that you had mentioned to me when we talked about this before, Allison, was Sometimes we're confused, we misunderstand boundaries. So, mm-hmm. what are boundaries not? That's a weird way to ask that
2: question, but what are they not? <laughs> so, and and I love talking about boundaries in the Catholic context because there is a misnomer that as a Christian, we should be nice and almost doormats and like we should always say yes to others and always care for other people's needs and feel responsibility for the whole world and you know, burn yourself out and and you know, mm-hmm. do one more ministry and one more thing. Um, so sometimes we that can be um a confusion of a a, a good boundary. Actually we were, you mentioned Father Mike Schmitz earlier, um Tammy, when we were first talking, but he has a neat um a little segment about uh keeping um yeah, just keeping boundaries, time mm-hmm. boundaries and, and what you're not responsible for. Yep. But often so people think they they can often think if a, um being Christian is this um lack of boundaries, let's mm-hmm. say, uh, then often people will struggle with um well, if I put up a boundary, it feels like I'm putting up a wall or I'm putting up, I'm rejecting others. It also feels like I'm selfish. Right. And so boundaries are not walls. Boundaries are not selfishness and boundaries are not um, isolation was the other thing. Oftentimes right. people struggle with boundaries because they want connection so desperately or feel um such a strong desire for that, that they worry any boundary is going to lose that relationship with Mm -hmm. the other person. And Mm -hmm. so there's fear there.
0: And really, it probably doesn't interrupt that relationship. I think it probably sets up the relationship for success is what I would kind of see a little bit more because the other person knows what's expected of them and you know what is expected of you. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely.
0: You guys want to add anything to that?
3: Yeah, I I think boundaries kind of right order our relationships, you know, and I think you know, when you grow up Catholic, you grow up in, in, you know, pretty much any Christian faith, really. And we're, we're very willing to uh, to jump into that self-sacrifice, right. And that giving constantly to others. And and that's beautiful things again, within proper boundaries and context. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we do have a tendency sometimes I think to, uh, to get ourselves into situations uh, that we probably shouldn't uh, Mm -hmm. just because we're overextending. We're, we're not being true to our own boundaries and our own self. And really, that doesn't help us love ourselves very well, and it, it doesn't help us to love the person that God has put in front of us mm-hmm. uh, as good as we could.
2: Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, Father Mike Schmitz made a, a great point to me. He said he'll have people in his parish that'll see someone in need in the parish. Someone's in need, they're sick, or they're homebound, or, and and the person wants to care for mm-hmm. them. And he said, you need to put a good boundary. This is when I'm available and when I'm not available. And he said, because it's not being selfish. You know, they'll call you, no, this is a time I'm with my family. I'm not available he said it's so important because your boundary saying this is when I'm not available allows the other person to then care for you in return. Right? It creates something reciprocal. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you have to hold it, it allows them to realize you also have needs or it allows you, like Mike just said, to have responsibility for the, you know, to give yourself to the relationships, other ones that you need, like your time for your family or time for other friends mm-hmm. or time for yourself, Time for the Lord in prayer, you know? Right. I thought that was really thoughtful. It honors the dignity of the other person when you say no because you have needs as well. And then it makes it reciprocal and not a um, one-sided kind of false imbalance. Yeah. I think that's really good to point out to people.
0: Uh, If you just joined us, I'm talking to Allison Connemack and Mike and Tammy Mitzel about boundaries. So, Mike and Tammy, can you tell us how you have taught boundaries to your children, both directly and indirectly, and— kind of over the time as they've grown? Because you've got children in a large, in a rather uh, wide age group. So obviously you're not, you're not teaching them boundaries all the same at the same time. Mm -hmm. So can you talk about how you've done that with your kids?
4: Yeah, I'm going to throw out some real practical (laughs) ways um, what it looked like with my little ones, you know, just, just showing them a physical circle, Mm -hmm. you know, like this, tangible physical circle people that are not in our family not grandmas and grandpas not brothers and sisters you know they don't need to enter that space for affection you know they Mm -hmm. don't need to be asking you for a hug
0: right
4: and um, just keeping it really simple and very tangible at that age Um, asking them questions you know who is a stranger and you just do that periodically Mm. and review that often enough that you know that it's fresh in their mind who is a stranger and I would differentiate, um, you know, the people that mom and dad talk to at church. Are they strangers, you know, right. and, and say, yes, yes, they are. Yes. <laughs> Even though we talk to them, they are still strangers versus, you know, the next step of the people that come into our home. Right. right. That's, that's a different level, but they still don't need to ask you for hugs. Right. You know, right. um, and lap sitting, you know, the same mm-hmm. thing, just, just the grandmas and grandpas. Yeah.
3: You know, it- what she was talking about with friends and stuff too. I remember, I remember just that awareness being brought to me by one of my kids, um, you know, after we got home one time and, and uh, they were, they were trying to talk about my friend, um, you know, whoever. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure who you're talking about because I was, I'm running through the list in my head of my, my, who I consider my close friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And turns out it was this person I was talking to in the store that, was just happened to be there and we were standing in line and we were just struck up conversation, And, and it just reminded me how, how sim, how simply our, our little kids just Mm -hmm. view other people and relationships. It's like, I met you. You want to be my friend. Okay. We're friends, (laughs) you know? And it's like, with that comes this whole mentality of what it is to have this close friendship. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. I need to differentiate some things here. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Very true. And So,
4: you know, as far as, you know, kind of how they taught us when we were children. And, and of course the world has changed a lot since then, but the basic thing was, you know, don't accept a ride. Even if they say, Oh, your parents are in the hospital. I need to take you to Mm -hmm. them, you know, just very clearly saying it would always be us. Or it would be grandma and grandpa, right? Right. You know, we'll we'll never have anyone else sent to you.
3: And and even you know, because our kids question a lot of things. They're <laughs> like, well, what if grandpa and grandma aren't around? What if you know this right. and that? And I'm like, you know, our kids know who are who our very close core family friends are. Mm-hmm. That if you know there's there's like three of them. That if they showed up and said mom and dad are in trouble, it's probably true. Right. And they and they know it because these are these are. These are very close friends that have been been allowed in our in our Our kind of close family circle in our home. Um, And and they've been told, too, that these are people that mom and dad trust in these situations, Mm -hmm. in these circumstances, if they should arise. Right.
4: And so then in middle school, it's just kind of continuing that, except the conversation looks different. You Mm -hmm. know, it's more age appropriate and it's more two way and, you know, asking them, you know, what their questions are. Um, and keep in mind that at that age, your children are a little more independent, mm-hmm. a little bit away from the parents more often, um, you know, and again, the not accepting a ride. Um, also, like with bike riding, you know, without yep. us, Yep. you know, I would say no one ever needs to stop and ask you for directions, you know. Oh, so keep sure. that,
2: uh-huh. keep, mm-hmm.
4: keeping that physical distance that they don't need to get anywhere near you mm-hmm. and if if someone does slow down their car and attempt to talk to you, just ride. Mm-hmm. Just ride away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was a pr- really practical thing. Mm-hmm. And then in high
0: school... Um, well, you now know, you have specific- a whole different thing going on in high school, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because
4: then, you know, then it starts crossing, you know, with gender relationships, mm-hmm. you know, friends that are of the opposite gender and also the dating thing. But we're not, you know, getting into that right now. Um, but... Um just just talking about appropriate affection, you know continuing this same thing, that you know the ones that come into your circle, you know have to have that different type of um, attitude. And yeah,
3: and I just want to jump in too. I think you know the importance, I think we always in in the business of our lives, we we tend to think that um we don't need to address these things or maybe they're too young to address these mm-hmm. things. And, you know, but it doesn't stop us from teaching our kids about everything else. Right. And we're willing mm-hmm. to we're willing to put things on the on the level of our of our little toddlers, of our grade schoolers, of our middle schoolers, high schoolers, and we'll teach them anything else at an age appropriate level. And and this kind of stuff, we just kind of,
1: mm-hmm. you know, I see
3: so many people that just kind of not want to broach that subject. But if you start when they're little, mm-hmm. And, and again, we talked about boundaries. This is setting up an appropriate boundary in your home, right? It's this, it's this boundary that says, these are safe things that we talk about. We discuss this openly in our home Mm
2: -hmm. and there's never
3: any shame. There's never any worry or concern. Nobody's going to look at you differently. You just come to me and say, what is this about? Or this is what happened. And then we're going to talk about that and we're going to sort it out. And um, so it's building that, that trust in that conversation, that trust that, okay, mom and dad are not just loving me in mom and dad ways, but they're they're really looking out for the totality of my care and my safety and my joy and my happiness, um, and they're willing to go to any extent uh, to make sure that I'm safe in that way.
2: Right, right. That's incredible because, and I just want to um, identify, it is so incredible. When you talked about this is a safe topic for us to have in our home and to talk about openly, but that even presupposes that you, Mike, and Tammy have thought through And have thoughts about boundaries and your own boundaries, and that what can be taboo or uncomfortable conversations are things that are worth stepping into and up to for your children, and so they can come and talk to you about things because you don't get all worked up or get all anxious or or say no, that's not something we like to address. Like you've addressed that within yourself, and I think that's even like one of the first steps for each individual. That's just even like an action item today, like. What do I think about my boundaries, and how do I feel about communicating difficult things with people that I love, whether it's my children or my spouse or my friend? Mm-hmm. Can I have those conversations that some people call hard, but once you address it within yourself and the solitude of yourself, and, and with the Lord in prayer, with trusted mentors or advisors, to be able to step into that conversation, it's not as scary. It's not as hard as we might make it out to be. Right. So I just, I love, I it's it, it just fills me with so much hope and excitement and gratitude to hear parents who have worked in that mm-hmm. themselves and then can say this is a safe topic to have in our home right that the being that you are towards your children in that is un it goes without good i mean i can't i can't applaud that enough yeah. so i just love hearing that mike and tammy that's yeah. so awesome
0: we only have about a minute left so mike and tammy obviously i assume you have seen a difference in how your kids respond in situations as opposed to maybe how you've seen other families or children respond, is that right?
3: Yeah, you know, I think um, one thing I've I've really tried to teach my kids with all this, both of us have, is is it's not it's not a, a mindset of living in fear of okay. oh something's going to happen, what's going to happen? I got to distrust everybody. Mm-hmm. It's not that. It's just it's just growing in that situational awareness. Good. Mm. It's yeah. it's growing in, um, yeah. Who who is in my space right now? What is the environment I'm in? What's the context of the environment I'm in? And do I feel okay? And if if mm-hmm. at any point I'm feeling this little thing churning inside of me that mm-hmm. says something seems off, then let's just default to something's probably off, right. and then just just take action at that point.
0: Yeah, you should and absolutely pay attention our, to that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, and that and that served our kids well. Um, and. You know, we had one of our children that actually ended up in a situation that way where, where an individual in the community was trying to get them to come oh with them. Um, mm-hmm. And he took the appropriate steps, came and talked to us right away. Uh, we talked to the local law enforcement and they, I mean, they ran through the, uh, the gamut and, and they responded quickly and immediately. Um, thank God nothing happened. Right. But nothing happened because we had been talking to, mm-hmm. to our ch- children since they were little. Mm-hmm. He knew what to do and he knew how to respond.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So important. All right. Um, unfortunately, that 20 minutes went super fast, which it always does. <laughs> Big topics. I know we could talk about yeah. this for a long time. I really appreciate Mike and Tammy that you came on to talk about what you guys have done. I think this will really help other parents to understand maybe how, how they might need to adjust or if maybe they're doing everything right um, and maybe encourage them to look more into, hey, how should I talk to my kids about this stuff? So, thank you very much for coming and doing that. Thank you for for having us. Yeah, you're welcome. And Allison, thank you for all the work you do for safe environment. It's so important. And I know there's going to be some things coming up
2: for this month, right? That's right. That's right. rosary. Yep, there'll be a rosary. So, watch for that on the YouTube Mm -hmm. channel and watch for that on 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 social media. Social media. Um, There's also a mass praying for those who have been affected by abuse. It's the 30th, the last Saturday evening. Um, Here at the cathedral, all are welcome. It's the 4 p.m. Vigil Mass. It'll also be the televised Mass on that Sunday. Okay,
0: right. That's right. So we'll be getting information out for those things. So Mm -hmm. do keep an eye on our social media and uh, probably the website sfcatholic.org. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. uh, That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic News.